Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Casual Master Quest, episode 83, coming hot to you guys, podcast listeners. This is going to be January 20th. I'm going to be your host today, Tyler Vinito. With me today is Nick. How's it going, boss? Going all right. Um, but I think I think we have uh, um, a slightly more special guest with us today. Um, well, the way you suggest that uh, might be questionable, just the way it was detailed, but fuck it, I agree, yes. <laughs> and our other uh, co-host over here, Glenn, how you doing, buddy? Great. You know, every day I'm shuffling. Glenn uh, sounds normal, thankfully, but uh, for the audio listeners, you might notice that when he talks, you hear less of the bristle of his uh, his glorious uh, mane that surrounds his mouth region. And <laughs> motherfucker now done shaved his beard and has a mustache now. And my God, is it beautiful? Shit, <laughs> no. So, Chad, so if you ever. If you ever wanted to have a uh, Minnesotan state state trooper on uh, on your show, um, <laughs> might might we recommend you hiring our friend here, Glenn Houston? That's Glenn uh, Houston on Twitter. Uh, looks like Huston and two ends yeah. in the. For only twenty three ninety nine an hour, <laughs> Tom Salix's younger twin can be yours. Yeah, and we take twenty percent of the uh, cut. Me and Tyler uh, between As us. As so a little, just, little uh, royalties. brokering fee. I mean, yeah, of course. Plus, we'll, you'll get video games. We'll give you something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you'll definitely see uh, some of it. Mm-hmm. Jeez, <laughs> <Jeez>, guys. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Glenn, uh, besides, you know, looking beautiful with that that glorious-looking mustache, anybody, please, if if you're listening to this, Glenn, you need to share to the world those beautiful little cat... Not even little. They're glorious calipo... Cali- Caterpillars. I can't say the word. Caterpillars. You did I it. I just did. I did. You did it. You did it. You did it. Yeah. Now we go on to Glenn as he tells us his week. Yeah, we did it. We did it. My week was wonderful. Wunderbar. I went down to West Hollywood and there was a club yeah. that was based out of a trash can. But when you went inside, it opened up into the sewers. But it wasn't just the sewers. <laughs> I was trying to be that I, character. I, 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 that I was gonna say, Bill, I um, Bill hated us on SNL because I wanted to cover up my mustache because I know it's just a little <laughs> difficult to deal with sometimes. Um, it's okay. It has <laughs> magical properties. What You went to West Hollywood? No, that was just, it was totally, I was just making crap up. You lied to me? Oh, of course. But then a, tr- but then a, but then a club out of a trash can sounds very Hollywood. It, it sounds like something all the A-listers would go to. Yeah. And they're yeah, just huddled around this this fire burning in this dumpster, and then there's Danny DeVito's like, inside just eating trash. <laughs> of course trash man! Eating, then just start throwing I, trash and eating I, it. I just wonder where, honestly, after watching that show, where, where, where's the acting? In I SNL? doubt he's just... No, 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 no. In Always, it's always Sunny. sunny? I, I don't think he's acting anymore. I think no, he's I just... Think- He's yeah. just doing what he always wanted. He just he's become what he always wanted. Ever to become. since his guest appearance on Friends, he's just being everything he wanted to be. There's no acting. <laughs> it's just Danny DeVito being a weird guy, and he's totally embracing it and loving it. And I'm fine with it. So, yeah. Yeah. and then I started blasting. Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> I, I think. Oh man, I love Danny DeVito. It's about the implications. So. so. <laughs> <laughs> So glad. Tell me about your week. Uh, I have been doing a lot of cleaning uh, this week, as it's been rainy the last couple days, so it's kind of kept me from being outside too much. But 
Um, oh, it's been wet. That sucks. Yeah, no, I love it. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, but it just means that I'm a little more, you know, like I can't just like go for a walk, you know? So I was like, oh, get some cleaning done. Part of it was our roommate um, got really like, he got in a cleaning mood. And then when one of us gets in a cleaning mood, the rest of us kind of follow suit. So I cleaned a lot. So is um, it like ambitious or is it feel more like shaming at this point? Like, I can't have a dirty room if his is pristine. Oh, no, it's it's uh, it's like shared spaces that, you know, initially it starts he as, holds hey, up the banner we should that's clean this. A room with a ribbon. And this is mostly your stuff. So you want to clean that? And I go, yes. And I do it. You know? Yeah, no, I get it. It's like with me and Eugene, um, we'd be like, yeah, the bathroom needs cleaning. Yeah, the kitchen needs cleaning. And then we just both like the motivation to do it until we do it. And then the yeah. moment one of us starts and it's like... Let's it's go. like it's it's it's, it's like um, people who can only go to the gym, like myself. If there's somebody else that's going with them, right? And then there's like an appointment, like they're accountable now, right? Yeah. So the moment the you see way. somebody actually do it, it's just it spreads to you, and you're like, uh, you know, we'll just get it over with, kind of. Yeah. Right. You, you just need that tiny little push of like yeah. uh, town acceptance, almost. Like, uh, like, hey, if they can do it, that means I can do it, right? Let's yep. do this together. Speaking of that, like I've been that. actually doing, I've been getting more consistent at the gym too, uh, nice. with a friend, um, along with other things. But as a result of that, I think I've just been really sleepy. So I'll go to bed at like 11, 11.30, maybe midnight, wake up at 5.45, go to the gym. That sounds horrible. Yeah. But then I'll come back and fall asleep at 7.45 when I'm done at the gym and fall, like sleep until 10.30 and like... Huh. And then I'll take like a nap after I'm done streaming and then I'll go to bed at 11 again. So I'm like only actually awake for like 10 hours a day. And I don't know why I'm so freaking sleepy, but I'm just, I just can only assume it's because I'm not used to going to the gym anymore. And it's just taken a lot more out of me than I'm used to. <clears throat> so. Oh yeah. Part of weird. it could be routine, but part of it could also be, um, and this is something I'd recommend everybody to check, um, uh, vitamin D levels. Because you'd be surprised by how lacking they can be for people who even live in areas that it's bathed by sun. Hmm. Um, like, my dad and my sister live in a desert, or they used to at least, but my sister was critically lacking in vitamin D. Really? And she spent more time outside than I did, and my levels were kind of like, eh. Like, they were, like, not great. I was a little deficient, but <clears> I spent <throat> most of my time indoors. So, <clears> it's <throat> it's it's variable from person to person. So, for anybody else listening, too, if, if you're feeling like a lack of energy, just get your vitamin D levels checked, because you need at least... Uh, the on the supplements, the it's measured in UI or IU or something, and you need at least ten thousand a day, and you don't normally get that much except from the sun. Hmm. Uh, that number could also be complete horseshit. I know you need at least five thousand. Ten thousand was, I think, what's generally recommended. I mean, I as no a idea. third shift truck driver, especially during the winter, <laughs> where I hardly see the sun, I can concur. Uh, it's nice to have. It's nice to have. That way, I'm not falling asleep. You know, in the passenger seat every time. Hmm. Uh, man. Yeah, I had no idea. Thank you for that. So, Glenn, you've been seeing quite a bit of rain. Uh, it seems like Nick and I have been seeing something a little similar. A little bit colder, a little bit whiter. Snow. Mm. Filthy, filthy snow. Boo. Wonderful, wonderful Goes snow. the dynamite. <laughs> um, yeah, so, we've, uh, we've gotten, I think, like... 
and this is not this is not a lot and i'm not going to do the thing we, and glenn you've mentioned this before and we uh, like every like state or every city whatever is like yeah it's fucking cold for us oh you think that's cold no it's cold for us but then for vancouver because we don't have the infrastructure it's it's, it's not meant to snow a lot here um i believe over this week <clears throat> uh, one night we got um a foot and a half of snow dumped on us wow um uh like that's a fucking lot, Nick. Yeah, that feels like a lot. Talking. Like, as a Michigan person, I say that's a fucking lot. A <laughs> uh, foot and a half in some inches, areas. Yeah. Uh, it, around my area, it only went up to about a foot. Um, only 12 inches? But, wow. But so it, much. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's what, not what I hope. You know, I'm not going to make the joke. <laughs> I'm not going to make the joke. Um, so it I'm better than this. It trapped me in my house for a day or two. Um, oh, and it made going to school, or at least the motivation to go to school, a little difficult because it's not that i have a problem with public transit it's without the snow it's like a 10 to 12 minute walk to one of the train stations with the snow it's about 20 25 minutes because i have to be a little extra careful because it's a little hilly and ice and stuff and i've got like heavy boots you live on an elevation yeah and then my my feet just fucking ache and then i go to an acting course that's like very physical like we do a lot of like running around because of like all these team building games that we're playing so it's just the, the snow has just put a little dampener on my mood, um, just because I can't do what I want to do, uh, like how I want to do it. Um, but you know, it's not it's not a big deal. It's just me. That's just been my biggest struggle for the week, really. But also, I we've learned pretty quick. Uh, Vancouverites learned pretty quick uh, after snow. Um, after the first couple of crashes, then they learn how to drive okay. So I've not had any issues while I've driven through the snow. Um, yeah, but beyond that, I have a uh, tech gaming conference that's coming up soon. Ooh. I don't know, actually know what it's called. Um, and, like I don't know how to describe it. Basically, it's going to be like a series <clears throat> of workshops and discussion panels uh, led by local um, video game companies. Um, it's uh, being hosted by UBC, the University of British Columbia. Um, time for networking at the end of the event. I was going to say, and is that a chance for you to get in with some of these companies? That's what I'm. Uh, I'm fucking looking for work next, like soon. That's, so Nick that's, kills big break right here. Uh, nice. We'll see. All I know is that uh, there's two works uh, workshop sessions. One of them, I can't remember who's leading the first one. There's like three different ones going on. The second one, there are two different go- ones going on, and you can sign up only for one in each time slot. Um, and then the for the second time slot, I believe EA is one of the companies that are presenting. Guess yeah. who's my second choice? I'm not going to uh. that fucking EA workshop. Um, Aww. Nah, I have. I'm holding on to my values. In the Are you be of afraid money. you're going to be sent to the uh, the camps over in the Nylon Mountains or something? What's going on here, buddy? No, I just refuse to. You know, again, it's not the people who work at EA. It's I just don't want to be a part of a company that has a shitty executive team at such as EA. Um, I. But you could change it. You could work from the ground up. Change yeah. the system. Change it from no, the inside. EA great again. That, that that's so difficult to do from like such a low position in such a higher like a big company. Um, it takes you twenty years, but you'll get up there, or you'll die trying. One of the two. <laughs> Who um, knows? Yeah, FIFA forty five is going to be out by the time I'm like the CEO of EA, and I can actually make. Aha, FIFA forty five does not have loot boxes, <laughs> but now you sell your soul um, for a lifetime subscription. Yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, your literal soul, too, Nick. <laughs> they found a way to monetize it. Yeah, no, it's um, not interesting. It's the same reason why, especially because I'm in like a design field, we get a lot of uh, intern opportunities with like Google and like Microsoft, and they're not bad companies per se, but entering um, a internship position 
uh, for those companies, sure, it'd be a great opportunity, great to have on my resume, but I'd rather much be in a place where I can have more of an effect. Fun. No, not even oh, fun. It's just yeah, more of an too. effect, right? Because it's it it's you from everything I've heard and read, it's difficult to grow from such a low position um, in these bigger companies because they're just constantly bringing people in. They're bringing specialists in or they buy out an idea or they buy out a product and they bring those specialists in and then they start making changes and doing the things and then you just kind of like trail on and tag on to those people kind of thing. Um, yeah, no, just I've been doing a lot of thinking about my life moving forward because I am reaching that point now where I'm about to graduate and I have to figure out and make plans and actually take action. That's that's totally fair. If you were able to shoot for a entry position, what would you be looking for? That's difficult because <clears throat> it's pure that the nature of my degree, I can I do everything from animation, architecture, web design, uh, graphic design. It's so I and I'm not I'm not very I'm not like amazing at any of them. I'm decent at all. Don't of sell them. you. So- hey, this might be used as reference. Nikhil Chodimela is fucking fantastic at everything he's done so far. I finish. Of course, yeah. Confidence is key. No, I'm confident. It's just, uh, realistically speaking, in comparison to some of my peers and some of the work that I've seen, I'm really not that great. But where my strength lies is in communication and bringing teams together and making a team work. And so my end goal is to be a project manager, but then I wouldn't be able to get a project manager position from the start. So my first entry-level job is going to be whatever I can get my hands on that seems interesting and I can grow from. Um, so we'll have to see. But I will be applying to like the video game industry, the film industry, and like event management companies and stuff. Those are the areas I'll be focusing on. Good deal. Heck yeah. My apologies for cutting you off there, <laughs> sir. No, I appreciate it. No, like I re- there I wasn't trying to like uh, be negative or be down. It's just like realistically I know where I stand in terms of my skills and my my selling point is my communication. Hey, Nick, you're like two meters tall. Don't sell yourself short. I'm like 179. I don't know meters, dude. It's either one or two, and I know you're not one. Uh, One is like three feet, and two is like six feet, so there's a pretty big difference between one and two, right? Right. Either you're a small creature or a medium-sized creature. I'm just just under six feet. Okay, so just under two meters here. It's actually 180 <laughs> centimeters. That's uh, two. Uh, and anyway, Tyler, how's your weekend? Yes. Uh, much like Nick, uh, last weekend was a blizzard. It's kind of weird, but interesting that uh, all the snow that's been hitting Michigan has actually been ha- happening on the weekend, which stinks. It's like, oh no, I can't go outside and do activities. But it's like, I guess it means I sit inside and play video games. But, more importantly, it doesn't affect my job nearly as much, besides, you know, the urge to want to be home as soon as possible before the storm hits. But, it's been a good time. It's been stowing a lot. Hopefully, uh, it clears out. It's like 36... It's, it's a few degrees above freezing right now. So, we just got hit with, like, maybe only about five inches, but it's enough to make people drive like, you know, maniacs and all that. Yeah. So, I'm hoping... This is the sad part. It's not going to happen. I'm hoping all the snow melts, but half the snow is going to melt, but then it's going to freeze over tonight, which is rough. That's the worst. But over on my end, on Nick's recommendation, I finished a Netflix series because it was only eight episodes, and I got to watch it all while I was riding passenger in the Oh yeah, ooh, I forgot to ask. What'd you think? What'd you think? I mean, if you didn't like it as much, if you didn't like it as much, that's fine. We probably should say what I'm talking about. I, uh, I watched The Witcher. And uh, 
that's a Netflix series. Now, uh, as somebody who's played only about half an hour of the first Witcher game and then touched nothing else whatsoever, ask me anything. What did you think? I think it was a spectacularly well done show. Uh, there was uh, some interesting ways that they handled... Uh, usually it was two main timelines that they were trying to work with, like two main stories with an occasional third every now and then, just to do like, uh, you know, how did this character come to be kind of situation. Also, and I, this is weird for them to say, I was not expecting Netflix to have this much level of uh, adult content. Yeah. I was never expecting that, but it was very apparently surprising. The Witcher's all about that. Like, I'm sitting here, like, trying to watch uh, the first episode where, uh, you know, it's Dragobor in his tower. And, it, you know, I'm trying to, like, sit here over here with a, another fellow adult male driving the Spoilers, wheel. Spoilers, by the way, if you haven't watched The Witcher, we're going to be discussing story elements. So please just be ready to be I'm being I'm being fag, I guess. There's a lot of Boobs. bosoms everywhere. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, yeah, this this is... It's weird because it's like you get like a line crosses you. You don't cross the line. The line crosses you. It's like, oh, it's this kind of show. Okay, cool. This will be interesting. It suddenly started giving like Game of Thrones, like hardcore vibes suddenly. And uh, having yeah. no idea who, you know, Geralt of Rivia is, you know, I have no idea. The Butcher of Blaviken, now Nick's doing spoilers. Yeah. No, that's known uh, from the games. That's lore from the games, so if, you know, that's not specifically from the show. They just tell you how he got that moniker. <laughs> okay, so since as someone who's never played the game before to know that that's not a spoiler, it might be a spoiler, Nick. Uh, it's a good show. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think uh, the characters are actually kind of relatable. I was thrown off by one of the characters, a.k.a. Yennefer, like, their story of how they're coming to be. I feel like uh, her story kind of got rushed a little bit, but they also did skip forward 30 years, so I guess that would make sense to explain, you know, her ambitions in the long run. Uh, Nick looks like he's given, like, the, I could see it, but I beg to disagree kind of look. Yeah, because, um, because of how much happens from this point on. Because from now, like, this was all based on short stories from the first two books, which are, like, one of the books was just a collection of short stories, uh, which is what these episodes are based on. Um, Yennefer, Geralt, and Ciri's story really, like, takes off from now. So, because witches and, uh, sorry, sorceresses and sorcerers in the Witcher universe are, uh, uh, you know, groomed to be advisors to political powers and, you know, effect change in right. the world. Um, so, that's really all she was doing. She got bored of that. And now, um, you're going to see the, the path that all three of these characters t take. And uh, this is where, like, the real story begins. Um, so, if it helps, also, I know a lot of people were confuzzled by the timelines. Uh, they're not doing it from this point on they just they just wanted to do that for the first season just to establish the characters i mean they tied it up pretty uh well at the very yeah, they end they're like oh you know it's like cool yeah they wrapped it up in a pretty little ribbon just to make sure i understand uh when i hear the name siri i feel like i should have heard that name before let me ask you a question in witcher 3 girl is looking for a person is that siri per chance yes in the wild hunts okay Everything connects. Uh, yeah. th that's <laughs> great information. So the uh, the Witcher 3 game uh, takes place yeah. approximately like 
12 like somewhere between 10 to 15 years in the, like from that point from that ending of the first season wow okay that that far ahead yeah oh jeez okay uh, um because in the witcher sure I, yeah because in the witcher 3 series 21 or 22 okay sure i believe you there was a lot of characters that are pretty cool. There's some of them, you know, some characters that died and made me sad. There's some characters stayed alive that also made me sad. <laughs> and there's no exp- like who, who did there's you some not, explanation. Who did you want to die? Are you sure, are you, sure you wanted to say that? Because that might technically kind of maybe spoilers. you can put it in the chat. It's a mage. Uh, the butcher should have finished his job, is what I would like to say. Cool. But. Uh, Okay, everybody nodded to that one. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of cool twists and plot uh, points that got revealed by Geralt, usually. Like, uh, there's cool moments where it's like, the Witcher knows what's really happening behind the scenes and then point, points it out during, like, a heated moment. It's like, huh, he fucking knew from the start. I sure in hell didn't. Uh, like, a big example would be the Witcher was going to a, uh, he, he was protecting somebody and got, you know, was in a position to where, uh, he realized that the queen might have told him to do something out of sheer desperation for one reason or another. Uh, I'm not sure if that's making sense because uh, Nick's kind of nodding. Uh, so far, I'm really upset by the law of surprise as well. I don't like that law at all. Uh, it's kind of of a scary law. And I, I'm kind of surprised that uh, Geralt actually ever agreed to any of those. Well, ever. so the way they phrase it in the show, it, like it just happens coincidentally but the law of surprise really is the next if i invoke the law of surprise after i save your life uh the next good thing that happens to you is mine be it a child be it a sudden a newfound inheritance be it the fact that you just got the deed to a house like you just happen to find it so the law of surprise like the next good thing kind of is gonna come my way instead of go to you so just absolutely yes but so when it gets scary when it gets invoked in the Netflix series, and then 10 seconds later, not even 10 seconds later, something happens, it's like, oh shit, this is a video game plot right here. Here we go. Uh, even the girl was like, fuck. <laughs> he is a mood. Fuck. <laughs> when girl says <laughs> fuck, I always appreciate fuck. what happens fuck. next. <laughs> fuck. Well, they're, they're about to start filming season two, so I'm very excited. Good. Yep, um, uh, I was kind of thrown off because uh, on Reddit they showed a video of like praise the can cameraman, which is a great subreddit showing uh, cameraman's work or cameramen's work, camera people. There we go. Yeah. I want to be inclusive, and it showed like a cool scene of how they filmed in a like a continuous shot how somebody's trying to escape somebody and then jumping out a uh, wall and or like a window or something. That never got shown in the actual Netflix series. I didn't see that, so I'm kind of excited to see how things turn out. I uh, I really enjoyed it, despite not, never touching a you know Witcher game you know beyond an hour. And it's cool. Good. It was I'm funny. Glad. It had a lot of quirky humor that added to it, and I understand why people said uh, they're upset by the lack of uh, bath scenes with Geralt. Uh, I believe there was only a couple, but. Uh, Guy that plays girl, does it? Henry Pretty Cavill. damn good, actually. Yeah. Henry Cavill. Hmm. What a character. But yeah, uh, that's been pretty much it for my week, man. <laughs> so, fuck. <laughs> fuck. I wish I could make that the podcast title, but I know I cannot. I cannot. That that would be bad. 
But speaking of The Witcher, this is a video game podcast, even though that was video a Netflix games. series based based off a video game, I'm pretty sure, based off a set of books. Do you think that they based it off the books or the video game? I feel like they focus more on the video game aspect. Both. Uh, no, yeah. uh, the source material was from the books, um, but okay. the video games, um, the voice acting, and the way the you know the cin- cinematics in the video game had an effect on how uh, it was portrayed in the TV show because books are books. It's all text, right? And then the video games came along and gave all these bits of text some life. And then so that helped the showrunners uh, visualize what they wanted to do. Um, Henry right. Cavill worked with the voice actor from the video games, the English voice actor, to help develop his voice for his role. I mean, without the Harry Potter movies, I might have not waited until book four to stop calling her Hermione. <laughs> Thank you, Victor Crumb, for uh, settling that little difference for me. What? What? I mean, it makes Hermione? sense. I can see. Yeah, I can. It makes sense. Uh, especially for an American. I didn't know an American not understand the name Hermione. I, I was like, okay. I, I can see Herm- why that would happen. Herm- Hermione? Like, I had to hard block out her name because I didn't know how to pronounce it. There's so many words that you see and you recognize as characters, but you never say it loud. So when you hear it for the first time, like, like I thought it was Gerald. Uh, uh, Gerald of uh Yeah, no, that makes sense too because shit. Gerard, uh, you know, like it it makes sense. Uh and I didn't even know the uh, yeah, no, makes sense. A lot of this makes sense. Give Geralt a, a a gun, make him Geraldo. I don't care. Uh just let him be his thing. So this is a video game podcast. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yes, we are. Love video games. Nick, speaking of Witcher, you've played some. I've been playing more of The Witcher 3. I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned this last time. I don't know what it is about this game. I put on my first major playthrough. I put 91 hours, and ever since people watch the show, a lot of the streamers that I follow are like, "Hey, it's either been a while since I've gone back to the game, or since I played the game, or I've never touched this game. Let's give it a go." And watching people play, even though I've done all the side quests and seen all the con- like all the monster hunting contracts, seen all the main story, just watching people play makes me so happy like i enjoy watching people play the game and and then i caught the fever and then i'm i've been playing it more um as i talked <laughs> about last week the fever. Um, and this time i'm i'm doing something uh, a little different in the game you have uh it, this doesn't affect the main story um it affects the ending in a minor way but you get to choose between uh tris marigold or yen like it, romantically tris um, is in the beginning of the show right yeah, Triss is uh, the curly-haired uh, sorceress. Yeah, um, she's she and she she's there the battle and then she does the vines on the thing. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's Triss Marigold. Um, uh, so between Triss Marigold and Yennefer of Vangerberg, that's your main romantic choices. I <sighs> will always side with Yen. In my <laughs> heart, Yen is always going to be the one. And this is probably going to spark some sort of discussion somewhere on some fucking some person. Sure. Like, yeah. Fuck. Who are the <clears throat> Who are the other choices? Are there characters uh, I would know? No, it's just Triss and Yen. Those are the two main that have like an impact on like the ending narrative. Um, Who's Triss? Uh, Triss Marigold is a sorceress that's with Geralt from The Witcher 1 and The Witcher 2 games. Uh, she's there more so than Yen. I think Yen only made an appearance in this game, The Witcher 3. Um, but lore-wise, I'm not going to 
go into a lot of detail, but lore-wise, if if you read the books or if you understand these characters, Yen is obviously the clear choice. And if you pick Triss, you you shouldn't be you're wrong. Um, but <laughs> I'm picking Triss just because I want to see how it's going to be different, and I'm hating it so far. But I'm committed, and I'm gonna stick with it. <laughs> um, but That's- beyond the Witcher. I mean, I only know Yennefer, so I'm all in with you. I understand. Yen will always have my heart. Um, <sighs> I've also been playing... And my uh, ex. <laughs> and my ass. What? Um, I've also been playing a little game called uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which is the new... Dragon Balls. Dragon uh, Balls Which is the new... <laughs> uh, the new game from... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Bandai Namco. That's the publisher. I'm going to look this up. Sounds accurate. Um, So yeah, it's an open world action adventure game, fighting style, similar to Naruto Shippuden. And uh, I don't know about, I haven't actually seen gameplay of that Z Fighters um, game, but uh, I put about three Dragon Ball Z Fighters is definitely like a Taka game compared to what this is. Yeah, um, well, the uh, I'm, I'm talking about more about the action instances. I feel like it's probably similar to, closer to the Ultimate uh, Storm uh, series. Um, okay. Just because it's third person and it's like 3D and it's circular and you do moves and you fly around and fight and, you know, uh, just the, the fighting scenes. Um, I That's what I think it's similar to. Uh, Have you ever played a uh, Budokai Tenkaichi game? No. Okay, that's fair. Um, so, I'm having fun with the fighting. The fighting, it, it has complexity, um, it, it can get pretty serious, I've had some challenges, uh, so far, uh, even only about three and a half hours, four hours in. Um, fighting, okay, cool, it's a new, like, I don't really play these games, it's something new to learn, learn the combos, you know, learn, like, the timings and stuff, cool. Um, having a good time with that. Um, the rest of the game is kind of buggy. It's kind of slow on the uptake, um, there have been a few instances where, uh, in terms of bugs specifically, there's one where you're talking to Krillin, and you're just standing there. He dies. Well, no, that's normal. <laughs> that's not you're the standing there and he just <laughs> dies. The bug that's is a weird a, glitch. The bug is he if just he lives. shouts Goku and blows up. What's up with um, that? You're just standing there talking to him, looking at each other. You're just standing on grass, and then Krillin is just gliding across the screen, and he goes off screen. But he, you're just talking like he's not meant to. You're gonna hit on a person for flying away while he's trying to have a conversation with you. And then you keep progressing, and then it goes to like a close up. I think you're talking to him as Gohan at this point. And then you see Gohan say something, and it goes back to Krillin, and it just shows empty space because it does a close up <laughs> of where he's supposed to be. That's pretty. Um, awesome. The same, th- same thing. No, you're talking to him as Piccolo, and then the same thing happens as Yam- uh, to Yamcha when you're talking to him, and he's just kneeling down because he was training, and then he's but he's just kneeling down, but he's gliding across the screen. <laughs> Maybe that's CyberConnect's way of saying that he's just an empty space that they needed to fill on the screen. Huh. Yeah, Yamcha is uh, filler material for the deaths. Somebody needs to die. Come on, um, Yamcha and Krillin were right. two of the most powerful humans. <laughs> that's true. They're, they're two of the most powerful sure. humans. Yeah, no, you're actually correct. I mean, give Tian some, you know, Tian's up there a little too. bit at least. But I barely yeah. count. He has a fucking third eye. Like, yeah, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> is he um, really a human? So? <laughs> um, and so the game really does feel a little slow on the uptake. So imagine, imagine you're watching uh, the start of, dra- like, it literally is an anime turned into a video game. It's playing out scenes from the anime as they would from the anime, 
and then you just uh, interact with like the, the fight scenes that's the only time you actually take over kind of mm. right so right. when um the saiyans uh, when raditz first comes to earth um and then he's like ah kakarot i found you oh who are you you're saying i'm your brother no way and then they fly off and then like let's go fight somewhere okay and then they fly off you don't do any of the flying at that point you get to a place and you just fight and then he beats you mm. and then uh, piccolo comes in i'm gonna help you okay and then you fight like after the fight another cutscene and then you go back to fighting it does have mm. elements where you can fly around and explore the world um and i think it's pretty okay it's like really cool it's what anthem should have been in my opinion it honestly feels like what anthem should have been <laughs> because the flying is super seamless on the controller it's a little weird because you have to use the um r1, r1 r2. right bumper to like ascend and then um r2 right trigger to descend um and it's just it's just getting used to it because i haven't played on a con- controller in a long time uh mm. at least for such a length so it's not the the exploring and the flying around feels really cool you can go into like super flight speed and you can Ooh. zip around the ground go underwater you can fly through like fucking mountains and they'll just crumble it it feels it feels pretty good that way um but then i really don't like a game like it when a game like forces you to walk slow and there's a lot of that at the beginning. Uh like like you your your Goku, you're chilling doing some mental training and that's your tutorial. You finish that and then Gohan's crying, he's being a bitch basically and he's like I don't hey. want to walk anymore, pick me up. So hey. Goku picks up Gohan and then you walk super slow to a fishing spot that you could have gotten to in like 10 seconds if you were just allowed to run. Hey. <laughs> What? Gohan's my favorite hey. character in that whole series. He was be nice. He was he was He's a little a bitch before father. he was trained by Piccolo. He was like four years old. Oh, go on. Okay. <laughs> he has no excuse. He's a Saiyan. That's not the point. He was raised by Chi-Chi, who coddled him. <laughs> that that's true, but also I cannot understand. Coddle such a, a weak term for what no, Chi-Chi but then, did to that. Then Chi-Chi boy. was just big chilling when <laughs> Gohan was gone for like a year, and Piccolo was training him. She's like, yeah, this is fine. My 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 this husband's dead. <laughs> my husband's dead my, son my son's gone. been abducted by some green monster we're just fine i'll just just hang out here well, it's nothing everything's okay <laughs> that's a big mood right there um <laughs> so the rpg elements Dodge. coming with the um 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 with the there's like a skill tree where you have to upgrade like points uh, like orbs that you collect uh from the world like flying around into like unlocking all the moves so like you start off with the kamehameha right as goku but you don't start off with the super kamehameha and then you have to wait till goku dies and then comes back for him to be able to unlock kaioken right and then so it goes through like narratively it's very strong it goes through all those stages and then it unlocks things or the ability to learn certain moves based on where you are in that story so you're not going to get access to super you're not be able to go super saiyan until you get to that point in the story oh cool which makes sense yeah which yeah no that makes sense it's just Right now it's been such a slow upstart with the story and then there's just a lot of like hand holding but only because there's so many different things you can do with the game that I haven't been super entertained yet and I've gotten to a point where I finished um I we we've, we've be- I've beaten the uh, I've beaten Nappa and uh, Vegeta and then you beat Vegeta again as Goku Come on Vegeta <laughs> Sorry um and then I s- when you beat Vegeta again as Goku um and he's trying to charge a spirit bomb but then Vegeta transforms and you beat him again then it goes through like 6 minutes of literal anime oh. where 
where where Gohan's like, I'm gonna distract you. Krillin tries to do the thing, he doesn't do it. Then Yajirobe does the thing, and then Goku's like, Krillin, come here, let me give you this. He's like, okay, cool, I'll take it. And then Krillin's like, okay, I can do this. And then fucking uh, King, um, King, uh, who was it? Yama? Is it King Kai? King Kai. Who's like, oh, oh you don't, you don't aim with Goku, your eyes. Don't do that. Yeah. You don't aim with your eyes. You feel the evil with your mind. It's like, okay, cool. I'll do that. And he does it, but then he misses. And What's then... the button for that? <laughs> no, you don't do anything. You're just sitting there watching. Your mind button. You're just sitting and watching. And then oh, and man. then it's like, it misses. And then he's like, go on, reflect it back. If you're pure of heart, it's not going to affect you. He's like, okay, cool. And he does it. And then Vegeta is like defeated, but then he falls down. And, and then... Krillin's about to kill him, and then he's like, Goku's like, no, I want to fight him more. God damn it, Goku. He just tried to murder your entire planet. Kill him. <laughs> That's the game no, so far. No, he's plot relevant later on. <laughs> we need um, him. I need someone that isn't T on the fight, because Piccolo is just running up the scruff. So now I'm at uh, Teenage Gohan, where he's got the bull cut oh, and I hate it. Yes. Um, right so we'll see. Super we'll see how it goes. Two. Yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. I'll give it an. I'll honestly do my best to give it 10, 15 hours total to see if it really pulls me in. Um, apparently, it takes 30 hours to finish the game if you do just a story with some side uh, quests. Because mm. there are side quests and you can roam around and explore the world. Or if you try to do everything, it'll go up to 100 hours, apparently. Wow. Um, so. With that many it's been okay. though. <laughs> yeah, like I. Like. Yeah, no, it doesn't feel like have a lot of action, uh, like action or agency as a player, but it makes sense because it's a narrative driven game. Um, like I kind of understand why I don't, but I also don't like it so much. Yeah. Well, I bet for younger fans of the game who don't, you know, necessarily look for more gameplay intensive right, games, right. that may be something that makes sense they too. really yeah. dig, you know? Um, and also Hopefully, for fans uh, of the series, I can also see it being good because the game looks nostalgic. Good. Yeah, the game looks very good, and the world and going around and stuff, because you can fight underwater, too, if you wanted. Let's say you're fighting over a river, and they do, like, a move that smacks you down into the ground, and you're on the river, like, under, like, the riverbed, you can just fight there if you wanted. That's really sick. Hmm. How's the difficulty? It's not been too bad. I think I've maybe died in combat two or three times, um, because uh, each, and, like... With each say with Raditz, Nappa, and um, Vegeta, they each have their own moves. Um, so just getting used to them and understanding the timing. I've not died that often. Um, difficulty is not too bad. I think I've struggled maybe once or twice. But the moment, like in certain things, when you pay attention, instead of just button mashing like a fighter game, if you actually like play smart, you could probably you could probably get it. It's not that bad. And it like okay. it game does a good job. Like when Goku dies and he's off doing his thing, you're playing as Gohan and you're around like level level ten, eleven. And then when the Saiyans finally come back to Earth and Goku comes back just in time, he's like level eighteen. Like they mm. really like right now they're scaling he's things up pretty adult. quick. Yeah. So good deal. Yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see how it picks up. Um, yeah. I'm kind of like I, I'm the the full story is essentially. <laughs> Is it like the full Dragon Ball Z arc? Do you know? Like, is it going to include? Uh, I, I have I no idea. I saw Cell, Cell, but I don't know if it includes uh, Majin Buu or not. I have no idea where the stopping point is, um, because I really uh, Nick saying it does go to Buu um, in chat. I don't. I'm not a big. I haven't really watched Dragon Ball like a lot of it of anything. I just I'm just well, vaguely that's not aware of all technically of relevant to this. We're talking about Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. so. Oh, Nick just gave me the look. In general, <laughs> I have not watched any of the Dragon Ball series. 
Like any of them. Okay. Including the Z, GT, Kai, whatever super, whatever GT you want. Doesn't count. I I'm so- not gonna get into that. I, I kind of agree. <laughs> I've seen the I've seen the articles. Um I so d- much like uh, me, Netflix Switcher to the game Witcher. How much do you feel like you absorbed from the game? Like as someone who hasn't watched much of the uh, well, Dragon this, Ball this stuff universe. I'm fairly fairly familiar because I've read the original Dragon Ball and I read up to about this point with Dragon Ball Z. Oh, in the manga, where they successfully yeah, where they successfully fought back the Saiyans. Then I know you've got Cell, you've got Frieza, you've got Majin Buu, you've got. Kid boot, you've got fucking that that cat god. Like, there's just so much. It's so much. It's Iris? just Goku just wants to cat fight, god. dude. He just wants to fight. He's he's like, he oh no, I'm gonna protect everybody. I'm not a Saiyan. He's got Saiyan blood in him. Just fucking accept it. And he does at some point, which is why I'm assuming he gets like Super Saiyan form. So, oh yeah, yeah, that's very true. Goku, bad father, loves to fight. <laughs> yes. And also, I okay, I didn't know, and people probably know this, I did not know that he had a second kid. Yeah. Goten. Goten, yeah. I did not know that. Uh, he, he, I believe he has a third one, technically. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it was... I, I thought he had a third one sometime. Well, I know like at the, Gohan has Pan, but I don't know if Goku ever has a third kid. For uh, some reason, maybe I was thinking GT, I'm not sure. I maybe thought there was a GT. third kid that gets like showed at the end of the game or something, but yeah, like the big thing is Gohan and Goten. Like, I was looking through so the wiki for, like, some of the timeline and some of the bits. All This is all I remember. Goku has a kid. Gohan is now old as fuck. Uh, Krillin fucks a robot. Um, <laughs> Vegeta, android, Vegeta right? becomes... De- Krillin fucks a robot. Vegeta becomes domesticated. Um, <laughs> Vegeta becomes... It's like you keep Vegeta in a crate for 90 days and he finally becomes tame. <laughs> uh, Bulma stays hot. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. This game is something else. Uh, th- this universe is something else is what I like it's just it's just people want to honestly what I've absorbed so far I'm not trying to, I'm honestly for anybody listening I'm not trying to shoot on Dragon Ball this is an outsider's perspective it just seems like it's somebody who just wants to fight and keep fighting so they just throw in plot around that to make sure that he can't fight that's it and they make sure everybody fucking waits until he can fight yeah yeah it's yeah. like oh big guy we must hold them off. No, we can't defeat them. We can't do anything, you know, put our, pool our resources together and fight them. We must hold, hold them, them off, off and then Goku, gets Goku will arrive five minutes after you're hoping he would. You would think yeah. that, you know, sure, like Krillin's hum- limitation is that he's human, but you would think that he would have gotten like a little more capable over time. He's but got, well, that's the big thing. He is grew that, hair. Well, the Krillin, yeah, he did oh grow my hair, God, when he became a cop. No, the big thing with them is that they the the Saiyans literally like their ceiling can get is exponential compared to a human because every time they're defeated they they they're it's like their genetic code rewires them to be stronger and have a higher power level. So every time you see them die or or get or not die but just lose in a fight, they end up coming back stronger literally because they're Saiyans, which is why. Uh, like even um, Whis is like I am. I have no idea how powerful he can become. And Whis is like three or four times stronger than Beerus, <laughs> who is the god of destruction. So right, right. And and Whis is the one who trains Goku on Ultra Instinct, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Him yeah. and Vegeta. Yep. And then him and Vegeta, uh, Goku and Vegeta, become part of the Space Force. And Goku decides he wants to stay dead for a while. Like I, there's just so much. And then he comes back at most opportune times to continue fighting. And then all the gods are like, yeah, that's fine. That's cool. Yeah, you want to stay dead, but yeah, if you want to cool. fight, that's fine. I'm actually watching Just come Dra- back. Uh, the tournament of uh, universes right now in Dragon Ball Super. 
So I mean, they pull somebody. I don't want to spoiler in case Nick gets into it, but they do pull other people back from death for like a little day pass so they can fight more, which is pretty cool. One very very specific one in Super. <laughs> what? Uh, they do that to. Okay. Anyways, so that's Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Um, yeah. <laughs> more on that next week as I learn as I Good go deal. through this uh, journey with. Uh, with. This, with what? With the rest of the world, apparently, because I've always kind of wanted to like watch, actually sit down and watch it, and so that I get to play it, it's kind of cool. It's kind of a cool trip. It is cool to give you right. a fast forward through it too, because you don't have to watch all of the ah, 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 like episodes. sixteen episodes of him like just charging a spirit bomb. My parents did not understand. Oh, I will that also I say, sorry, they made so much fun of me, even though I was like a young impressionable kid. They were like, "You're an idiot for watching this," and I was just like, "Well, but you're, it's you're cool. stupid." um i will say if you have the game haven't played it yet or want to play it unlike other japanese games in my opinion this game does not sound as good with japanese audio why i goku sounds like a woman yes (laughs) whoa guys and i'll tell you why it's it's just weird seeing this hulking mass of a person he's like five foot three traps on traps (laughs) Just having such a high-pitched voice. Did you go get the it just, yeah. Triple it's just, traps. It's just the voice doesn't match up with the body for me. And then, That's, but then some of the English voices for some of the characters are also weird. But I think in English, it has been better than in Japanese. That's just my okay. advice or like opinion. I mean, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I feel like there's certain animes where they put so much fucking money in making sure that they get quality voice actors that... Like Dragon Ball Z, I think Pokemon also is the same way. Where it's like I try to listen to the the Japanese version of the the voice actors, but it's like English does a pretty damn good job with it, as it turns out, actually. Yeah. So yeah, I can understand like if that translates into the game as well. CyberConnect and uh, Bandai Namco did good. Yep. So Glenn, you yeah. tried a uh, couple of new games. I got to watch you play a couple of these games. Uh, the first one was Outer Worlds. Yeah, um, I yeah. really like Outer Worlds. Um, I guess it's like if you made f- a combination game that was The Mandalorian and Firefly and No Man's Sky, like, and then a little bit of All like one, huh? Borderlands, like our art style, sort of. Yeah, it's. Very interesting. Um, I found a few ho- like like holdups because I decided to play it because it had like narrative, easy, medium, hard, and like really hard. And I was like, narrative. I don't want. I just want to see the story. You know, I don't care for a challenge. So things die in like one shot. None of the combat right, encounters right. are too difficult. Um, but it's very very good. I feel like they've done a good job of. I don't remember. I don't even know who the studio is that did this. Um, but. I'm guessing I would like all the other things they've done because I enjoy... And once again, I'm getting into PZ gaming again for the first time in a long time. And so a lot of these experiences like are new, getting into like shooters and RPGs and stuff like that because I played a little bit of Ark and stuff, but like nothing like this where you're just dropped into a world that's completely foreign but immediately have a very, very clear picture of exactly what the tone of this place is. Um, and so that impressed me. But also it feels um, pretty good. They have 
a de- like because I haven't even left the main starting area. I don't know if you ever will, but honestly, I'd probably be okay <laughs> if I didn't. Um, because and that's the same way in Breath of the Wild. Like I haven't left the plateau yet, you know, in eight hours of gameplay, you know. But like I don't care. Oh, I'm geez. just having a blast, you know. Um, yeah. And so yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's a good time so far. Um, I'll definitely keep playing it. Um, they put some fun kind of like older Bioware sort of like moral quandaries in front of you. And so you have to make some choices that, you know, may or may not just really suck for someone. Um, and right. so far I've been able to kind of work my way around them and find ways that I don't have to fuck everyone over. Uh, in fact, sometimes I can make it so that it's good for, you know, this this potentially bad for everyone's circumstance is good for everyone. You know, or at least right. most people. But I like the monsters, I like the guns, I I enjoy kind of the aesthetic. It's also got a little bit of a... Oh, what's that game? Uh, Fallout? I think that may actually be the company that did it. Um, um, yeah, so this game was made by Obsidian Entertainment that made uh, Fallout New Vegas. Yep. So it's got a lot of yeah. that sort of feel, and I just yep. really dig it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, and I'm your really first follower excited. is uh, Parvati, right? What's that? Uh, who's your first follower? I can't remember. Uh, I don't. Sounds like Pam something. Paddy or something like that. It starts with a P, and I can't remember what it is. But I think yeah, I was like, because it's an Indian If I can name. romance um, somebody, I will romance her because she's cute and she seems nice. So like, um, but I'm excited to see what this world brings outside of this place because I I do think you'll leave this place because um, the initial plot is trying to find Parvati. a part for a ship. Parvati, there it is. Yeah. Um, she realized that from the the Harry Potter movie. Oops. Yeah. Positive. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But I've got yeah, I've got the vicar on my side too. Um, from the town, he was like, ah, I'm ready to leave this place. I'll be I'll be a good hand on your ship. So uh, anyway, I don't want to give away too much. I won't talk about the plot at all. But the game is fun. The controls feel organic. Um, the plot is cool. The characters are relatable. The setting is fucking alien, but the same time you can easily put yourself in their shoes so i like it so far the things that you can find to relate that seem like absurd at most where you're like oh man these guys are weird as shit but (laughs) they just want you know they just want running water yeah (laughs) exactly yeah or they want power you know like well part of it too is i grew up in the midwest you know and like you know, the Dust Bowl was a thing that we learned a lot about, and, you know, Western expansion, which was not really an amazing thing, but the people that first kind of stepped into that realm that weren't trying to hurt anybody by taking our homes away and just wanted to make a home for themselves, um, and just wanted to kind of live and let live, like, I see that in this game. You know, it's, like, you know, we've come here where we were not here before, and we need to create a place where we can exist in harmony with everything around us, and, uh, not kill each other while we're at it. And so, like, as somebody who had to learn a lot about that sort of history in the U.S., I was like, man, this is just the same thing, but on an alien planet, you know? Um, Right. So, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun so far. Um, I really dig it. (laughs) I'll definitely play it more. And, and, uh, you know, give you more updates. You also uh, streamed a little bit of a certain game with uh, Dylan, I saw. You yeah. had some uh, fun getting angry at, uh, you know, who shot first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't usually like first-person shooters. Um, usually. Unless it's like like Outer Worlds with an RPG element. Um, but Modern Warfare is really fun. 
Um, I is it? Yeah, I mean, I like. That's there's a, times that I'm like, yeah, no, I get mad sometimes for sure, um, and I rage a little bit. But I, it's always something that I just move on from quickly, or I just like, like Apple. Apple was actually Apple Hoof was actually playing with us too, and he was like, just set the controller down. Next time you die, take a deep breath. It'll be fine, you know. Um, but It'll the game fine. has so much replayability. Um, I think. Uh, a lot of the stuff, the customization of the guns is off the charts. It's constantly giving you new goals and things to try. I found that I really enjoy the hardcore mode uh, more so than the other modes because the other ones, you know, really make it so that if you've got a better gun and better armor and better perks and you played the game for a billion hours, you're just going to wreck people's faces because they can shoot you 19 times before you die because they're not, you know, they're plebs to you. And in hardcore mode, it's like, ha ha ha, I sprayed across your face and one bullet got you and I win. You know, who can pull the trigger faster? There's no, um, in the hardcore deathmatch, there's no, unless you earn the perk of the personal radar, the UAV, you can't see, there's no radar, you know, there's no objectives, so there's just team deathmatch, hardcore. don't have to crouch hardcore. to sneak around anymore. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. And But then if, they, if somebody does pop one, it's like, oh man, then somebody walks up behind me because I usually tend to camp. <laughs> um, especially when I can't see anything. But I actually prefer the... Uh, I was going to say it, but I didn't want to bring it up. I was like, man, yeah. Glenn, you love camping the shit out of a corner. I only on the hardcore deathmatch ones. If, it, if there's objectives, I love moving around because line of sight makes sense because there's a reason why I'm going there. But like, if there's no goals and it's just a large enclosed space where you're running around and hoping to pop somebody, get a campfire going, yeah, throw some wieners on that's the, the stick. one where I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna set up here and try and keep these two lines of sight, you know, and shoot some people. Hopefully, hey, stay away from my tent. I'm camping over here. Yeah, but I, I think my favorite is shipment. <laughs> it's this unbelievably small map, and you just is like, it the one with all the cargo boxes. Yes, it's yeah, so no, small. It looks God, like a fun that map. one. <laughs> And this weekend, it's for any of those that are watching, map. it's double weapon and regular XP this weekend. So, like, you can get on and just rank all your stuff up and get still cool stuff. And, like, the season passes only end up, like, ends up being, like, $10. And you get a lot of really cool customizable things. But once again, only aesthetic. Um, there's not, like, you can get cool guns that are a little bit better. Maybe they have slightly better accuracy or range, but they're not going to give you a big enough advantage that you can just wreck everyone with it, you know? Um, and season one's almost over, so season two is coming out. I've heard the storyline's really great. I still haven't even touched the storyline. I've just been playing multiplayer with my friends, so. Mm -hmm. And it's fully cross-platform. Apple Hoof was on his computer. Uh, Dylan was on his Xbox, and I was on my PS4, and we were in the same, uh, same lobby. So, yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> but I won't talk too much. I'm glad. About it. It's modern warfare. <laughs> also, friendly fire is the thing. Yeah, I watched it is. somebody murder you brutally. Yep, in it's hardcore. Like, oof. Yep. There was actually a game right towards the end, I think. Uh, there was a group, and I try not to get too political, but they were all in a clan called Trump. And so I just shot them every time I saw them uh, on my team because I was like, and they were and they were jerk players too. Like when I wasn't shooting them, they were just being very selfish, and it was no good. So they deserved it. It's whatever. But then I've only been playing one other game just to move on from that, um, and that's WoW Classic and Blackwing Lair is coming out soon. And so my You've guild been had saying like that a, for weeks now, Glenn. I don't believe you anymore. I, that's just what they say. That's what they tell me. But they had a we had a big like guild good time to uh, come to Lance town hall meeting. Where they, we talked about working on choosing a new loot system 
that we wanted to get implemented before Blackwing Lair comes out, just so... Uh, oh gosh, did they do dragon kill points? Please tell me they tried dragon kill points. Uh, we're thinking about a point-based system. A point-based <laughs> merit system. It may not be, t- it may not be DKP, uh, but... Uh, there's a decent amount of push for both sides of it, but the big part about this group is that they want to remain um, appealing to both serious and casual players. There's guys like me who play five hours a week, and then there's other guys that, you know, grind out, you know, 80 to 120 hours still every week. They're on almost all the time, and all of us raid, you know, and so they want to make sure that Sure, if you play all the time and you grind hard and you've got half the blessings of the Windseeker, yeah, you're going to get that legendary when it drops. But, like, other than that sort of thing, they're not going to favor those other guys. Because in the raid, we all contributed. And you ground the hell out of the game, so you have a bunch of elemental grinding stones, or elemental sharpening stones, and so you are doing a little more damage than, you know, Razeth over here. But Razeth is still here doing his part, and so he should have an even shot at this loot. Um, So... They just wanted to make sure they found a way that everybody could be as happy as possible. So I'm interested to see when that... Oh my god, I should have checked Discord to see if that <laughs> if that vote came out. <laughs> oh no! Is the vote out? Oh no. I don't know. Is it? I don't know, I have to check. But anyway, that's all I've been playing this week, sorry. <laughs> that's fair. Jeez. Uh, I got to play with two different important people, uh, two different games. Uh, Nick... You and I beat Halo Reach together. Was that this past week? I'm pretty sure it was Saturday night, yeah. Sure, okay, yeah. Yeah, we beat Halo Reach. (laughs) I said it so you believe it. So uh, that was my first uh, Halo game I've beaten since Halo 3. So I got two of them under the belt now. So beyond the voice acting, beyond the voice acting, (laughs) what do you think of the Halo Reach story? Beyond the voice acting, beyond the the, uh, the story plots, beyond the... uh, the the scripted fight scenes, it was pretty good. I loved the story. Didn't care for like actually participating at, in it at a certain point. It's like, okay, I'm shooting these guys to get them out of the way so I can see what happens next. Because I want you know I want to see what happens next. But had a good time. I uh, appreciated you know uh, shooting that Spartan laser thing. There's a couple intense moments where we got to do some cool stuff, and then uh, fuck, I think we died. Yeah, towards that, uh, towards the end, the last few fights, um, I think I don't know if it was just coincidence or we actually just happened to work together as a team without communicating. But there were some really cool moments where I'd be struggling, and you'd come in either with a grab hammer or some big explosive and save my ass, or then I'd just pick people off from a distance and you just protect me on the close range. It was just a good time overall. I'm glad. I sometimes I worry that I'm a bit of a like a lone wolf team person you know it's like ah, i work better by myself over here in the opposite corner but it's like oh i i i'm a support character at no, best, that's how but. it can be sometimes too i was worried like i was worried that i was blowing through some of the stuff too quick and it, like finishing the encounters too quick just because you know i played this game before i know where to go kind of thing for some time some places i forgot where to go even completely but like i was just like i don't want to make i want to make sure that you know you're still getting the experience because you haven't played the game. So I'm like, let me right. slow it down a little bit. I mean, I certainly wasn't complaining if I had no idea where a location was that would have taken me 15 minutes to find a door and you just <laughs> walked right to it. <laughs> Saved me a lot of heartbreak. So it's like, how am I to complain? Sweet. But yeah, it was a pretty good game. Kind of stinks knowing that if I wanted to play it chronologically, I would have to go back to the first Halo game and then uh, take a, a small hit. I know they 
remastered it, didn't they? Recently? Um, Not yeah, on PC, it was, but... It was in 2011, I want to say, or 2012, where they put out the Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary Edition, where they bumped hmm. up the graphics, but the gameplay is exactly the same. And is it's... So Master you'd be Chief losing... Collection have that version in it? Uh, I'm pretty sure it does. And it's cool okay. because with the Xbox controller, you can... Um, switch uh actively between the modes the graphical modes between old oh. and new so you hit a button you hit like i think it's the select button and then it'll just switch um or at ah, least that's what nice. that's what the standalone version was i pre- I, i'm pretty sure i played it on my xbox and only through the master chief collection you could just do that actively anytime you wanted to see what it used to look like then and what it looks like now Wow. So you'd be losing a few like quality of life things. You'd be losing like armor abilities and stuff. But if it was like but pure nostalgia, most... that's perfect. You know, it's like I want. Oh yeah, to play but that otherwise game. it plays similar to Halo One. Hmm. Yeah, touching on Reach for a game that came out. When did Reach come out? You're muted, by the way. For you, uh, you get too uh, talkative there, Nick. Yeah, no, my uh, unmute button wasn't working. Um, I'm pretty sure it came out 2009. Let me double check that for you. So a game that's almost a decade old, well, over a decade old. 2010. It looks, for a game that's almost a decade old, it looks fucking good. The music done by John Williams, really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, the game, if you told me this game came out today, I wouldn't bat too much of an eye. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a graphics freak, but, like, the quality on some of the shit still pretty good if it came I out today it'd be like a 30 dollars game 40 dollars game and like i wouldn't be mad about it what do you think right. part it, of that might be too that you know just the upscaling of your pc a little bit though too no this is just a port so like the pc doesn't oh. actually have anything to do with it yeah no halo reach that these are all just ports so the game is uh, really not a bad looking game combat evolved anniversary edition came out 2011 so the next year after hmm. um, halo reach came out Oh, yeah, I, I really appreciate it. It aged really well. Did a lot better than other games that came out in 2000, you know, 10 and 2011. Looking at you, Skyward Sword. Skyrim. Uh, and <laughs> I think Skyrim held up okay. It's I, I guess I could be wrong on that. Yeah. I've yeah. just played it. Plus, I, you know, I'm tainted because I played the PlayStation VR port. <laughs> Doesn't work well in VR. <laughs> I'm glad that I was... There's certain games where I want to play them nowadays that are, you know, it's 10 or 15 years old. But then when you get to them, it's like, oh, fuck. Okay, we're doing this. <laughs> like, Final Fantasy VII, or the, the before they remastered Final Fantasy VIII, and remaster is such a loose term. Trying to go back to those games, it really burns the eyes. Like, if you never played that game before and you never had any nostalgia tied to it, it would be super dog shit. It's like, oh, <laughs> I, 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 I can't play this game. It, it looks horrible. But thankfully, a game like Halo Reach holds up. I'm glad I bought the uh, Master Chief Collection. I'm excited to have the next game come out. Do you know what the next game is slotted? No idea. I don't think they've officially announced, but it should be sometime soon because if I was Microsoft, it would be if all of the games would come out before Halo Infinite launches. Okay. Okay. Did they say which game, though? Um, I'm assuming if they started with Reach, because this came out for both uh, the Xbox and PC Master Chief Collection, um, I would assume they're going to go in chronological order now. So one, two, three, four, and then five, and then Infinite, which Infinite is going to launch uh, this holiday season with the new Xbox. Wait, there's no Halo 6? 
Halo so Infinite like is, a- so Halo Infinite was supposed to be Halo Six, but then they yeah. felt like they lost some of their vision. So it's a soft reboot on the franchise and the universe a little bit. I think they're gonna make sure they maintain some story elements. But Halo Infinite is a soft reboot, and uh, we're gonna see what they do with it. And they wanted to turn it into a saga instead of a trilogy. Okay, good too. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm uh I'm excited now. It's so weird because I thought I jumped off the Halo train, but. Like, I could totally play the campaign with friends again, just for funsies. Like, it's fun and entertaining to do. And I did play a little multiplayer with, uh, I believe it was you and Brandon, maybe? I'm not sure uh, how... I don't remember who I played, uh, because I was playing a mixture between you, Nick in the chat, and Brandon. And we, you know, got to play Team Deathmatch, Griffball, and all that stuff. Still, still holds up. I enjoyed it. And, uh, hopefully Um, we can uh, play a little bit more. We're yes. looking at um, sometime in Feb, uh, the first public testing for Halo Combat Evolved is going to be is going to drop. Okay, good deal. Yeah, something uh, to look forward to then. Heck yeah! Uh, in the meantime, I got to play a different uh, shooter game with my wife. Uh, we got to play a little game known as <laughs> Dead Space Three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I forced my wife to play a, a horror game. And, uh, it turns out, wasn't that bad. It was weird because, uh, and she's behind me with an earshot, so I gotta be careful what I say here. Choose my words, uh, carefully. <laughs> Give me a second to think this through. She thought she was a bad shooter. She thought she would have, like, difficulty aiming with the mouse and whatnot. And she's not a big fan of anything that's horror-themed anyways. Uh, especially something that specializes in the horror genre. So, Dead Space 3 feels like a god-awful fit. So, it was to our both of our surprises that not only was she okay with uh, aiming, she could shoot him, as it turns out, shoot him quite well, as it turns out, uh, she wasn't, like, you know, pants shitting scared whenever she was fighting the enemies because, hey, there's a second person there and they got your back, hopefully. Huh. Or they're also being eaten, one of the two. <laughs> and so... It was interesting to not only have her play a horror game, she's able to play it with me, and we're, you know, we're teaming up and doing stuff together. Uh, bless though, Origin, aka uh, Ubisoft, uh, giving some shit here and there. Uh, Nick, I'm not sure if you remember this when we played. Uh, Origin had like an issue with like one of us connecting to another player. It's like, hey, you need to activate Origins. Uh, online or something like that yeah, in order yeah. to connect to this player. Also, Origin is well, uh, EA, not a Ubisoft. You're right. I'm sorry. Just want to make sure we I'm give sorry. shit to the right company. You're right. I'm sorry, Ubisoft. How dare I? Yeah, you're not that uh, bad yet. Oh, man. So, <laughs> it turns out Amanda and I, my wife, uh, both had that problem. Instead of one person not having the problem, the other person didn't have the problem. We both had that problem. So it was like we spent a half hour trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. It's so weird and convoluted. Like, there's an option in the menu on Origin to turn it on or off. We both had it on as required. It still said we had it off. And it's like, what the fuck do we do? And some of them were like, hey, uh, maybe you should turn off or, you know, turn on VSync, enter window mode, do this and that. It's like, fucking why? Just connect me, damn it! Mm-hmm. But we, we, it took us a little bit. We got connected. We played a few hours. We had a good time. I, I really appreciated playing that with her, and I was hoping maybe we could do a little bit more sometime this weekend. But we'll see. We'll see. The options are open, you know. Yeah, there's two other dead spaces. 
for her to play by herself. That is correct. Yes, <laughs> that's correct. I'll be, be, you know, I'll be with her every step of the way. By the way, I'm gonna use the restroom when I know there's, you know, there's a there's a boss rush happening. Uh, lastly, over at my end, I uh, beat Breath of the Wild this morning. Congrats. On master mode. So uh, on master mode. And, uh, I did stream. I did stream the last two hours of my gameplay on uh, you know Twitch, Twitter, and all that stuff. So if anybody's interested, uh, you can check it out at CMQ Network. Uh, yeah, it kind of came a little faster than I thought. I defeated the uh, you know the four dungeons essentially that I needed to do, and then uh, I was like, hey, I'm gonna upgrade uh, the set of armor that I got, which was the barbarian armor. I'm trying to keep things vague, obviously, Glenn. Thank you. Uh, yeah, for <laughs> your sake. And so, you know, I spent two hours, like, hunting monsters for materials to upgrade my stuff, and then suddenly I did it. Just, like, out of the blue, I was like, oh, I guess uh, this is not going to be my night's activity. And I look around, I'm like, could I fucking fight Ganon? Could and, you? Yeah, I went in, I fucking, yeah, I fucking <laughs> fought Ganon, and I uh, I beat him. Yeah, because you actually, didn't, uh, like, the, that fight last night that I saw, you didn't really struggle too much. And I, no. And I, and I think, I don't know if you were just, uh, up playing um, the fight that you were about to like have, but I don't know if you were surprised by how much you didn't struggle either. I'm pretty sure the guy that we fought was like, you. There's different levels of uh, Lionels, obviously, and yeah, he was one do more one damage. Below, right? He was. Uh, it's so you got the brown and uh, red ones. You have the silver, or sorry, they're they're technically silver. But then you got the white ones, and then you have the gold ones. Oh, so he, he was two levels silver. From, oh, he was a silver. Yeah, so he was. Well, he was a third down. Oh, okay, third down. Okay, so he wasn't the pure. Okay, because he 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 had four thousand health. Uh, the ones that give me trouble are the uh, white ones that have uh, the Lionel Crushers, because uh, like, like for example, there's one that was uh, the one that's over on the Great Plateau on uh, Master Mode is a white Lionel with a Crusher. And uh, when I fight him, if he hits me, kills me instantly. Full health gone with all my bonus hearts and everything. I'm like, oh. So I had to have fairies on me. I had to have a blessing on me to make sure I didn't die. And this fucker was burning through it left and right. I defeated him, blessed. And it gave me a crusher, uh, basically a giant-ass club that does 109 damage. And it's like, holy smoke. Jesus, yeah. Like, 30 damage is, like, amazing to me. So when I see, a, you know, 109, it's like, okay, I guess this, this is what I use for Ganon, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Keep this bad boy for later. But then I got three of them. I'm like, okay, this is this is my life now. I guess <laughs> I just... It, it, it's almost comical because uh, the weapon, Glenn, if you ever see it, you'll understand. This weapon is as big as Link himself. So it's a comically large weapon that he has sitting on his back and stuff, and... With the armor that I had, it was an interesting setup, to say the least. Uh, yeah, I uh, I beat the game, got on master mode. I didn't... Uh, there's a certain thing you do in the game, Glenn. Uh, you know how in the on, great, on the Great Plateau, Link has no idea who people is. Yeah, nothing. It makes it, it makes it look like he's like, yeah, I have no idea who that voice is and stuff like that. Eventually, you have the ability to recover that if you want a good ending. I didn't do that. Whoops, I goofed up. <laughs> so, uh, I can go back and do that. I now got a star in my save file to pretty much tell me, hey, everything's gonna suck. Any creature you fight's gonna be harder now. It's like, cool. 
I'm done. I think I think that's it for me for my playthrough of the Breath of the Wild. I don't think I want to do the 120 shrine run. I did that three times in a row, and that's that's a lot, man. Especially a master mode. And it's like I was thinking of doing the expansion stuff, and it's like the expansion stuff is great, but it's actually a challenge. <laughs> and doing that on master mode doesn't sound fun. <laughs> it doesn't sound fun. It it sounds painful. In fact, it, like. It turns out the only reason why I was able to do master mode was because of the fact I got Majora's Mask most of the time. Like, I, there was a point where I tried walking around without Majora's Mask on, and, you know, if a creature saw me, they'd murder the shit out of me. And so I realized this thing's essentially my hall, pla uh, hall pass to get through, like, murder high school, essentially. <laughs> and I, 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 I was just... I Sounds was, like an interesting anime. Hey, guys, got my pass. Please don't, you know, uh, violate me with your god-awful eight damage weapons except for lionels of course lionels are like <laughs> i'm the hall monitor and that pass is fake sir uh, <laughs> i don't need you to step aside but yeah had a good time enjoyed it uh shot at dragons uh killed a bunch of lionels beat ganon and i think i can put it down so we'll see what happens hmm. i think hmm. that's fine too just because like it's one of those things where Everybody should be able to play the game the way they enjoy it. And if that's as hard as you want it to be, awesome. I would never shame somebody for I mean, feeling I, that way, you know? I really do enjoy the challenge that it gives because it keeps you pressing. Like, if you don't damage an enemy within a certain period of time, it starts healing itself. So you can't just sit there and bomb it from, you know, for a minute to try to, you know, beat it up. Because that it'll just heal up before that. So you really got to think of strategy or you might just not be able to take the fight. There's some fights that you simply cannot win with what you have on you. And that's a shitty feeling, you know, in the first part of the game. But once you get, like, 20 hours in and you start to get, you know, cool weapons, like, holy crap, this thing can hurt. It's like, maybe you can take on something now. And, you know, you can try it. <laughs> like, yesterday was the first time I started fighting Lynels. Uh, when I started streaming, it was my halfway point. And I didn't think I held a chance, but turns out, yeah, I could. <laughs> it was easy enough. And it was nice. Uh... I think the big thing was the fact that I know how to make money in the game. Like, fuck you, money. And, uh, of course uh, you using, Of course I do. Uh, without cheating, like, I have to work for it and stuff. No, but, no I know, but of course uh, you know the most efficient way to get as much money as possible, and then you're just sitting with all this money and you don't know what to do with it. It's not like oh, you don't, I know exactly it's not like what you I do need. that with another game. Oh, you're talking about Stardew Valley? <laughs> <laughs> Look, there, well, that's your mo, man. That's true. <laughs> Look, there there are certain places where they require copious amounts of money, money that you ne don't necessarily have or you know can afford. Yeah. Like, there's one point where you got to spend ten thousand rupees on something if you want to get you know a special perk. And Glenn's like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, it sucks. It's a lot of money. Yeah, he's yeah. Glenn, if yeah. If I can give you a tip, uh, if, yes, please. you know, because in the future you'll want money, but you'll be tempted to sell your gems. Don't sell your gems. Don't, don't sell your gems unless you know you're near end game. And you never used them once in your life, and you realize you're never going to use them. Go ahead and sell your gems. Keep your diamonds and stuff. They're <laughs> worth, you know, good money. It's not worth it. The okay. secret to making money in Breath of the Wild is cooking. Oh, I like yes. cooking. Cooking. Cooking meat specifically. You cook a good dish that's meat, you can get anywhere between like 60 to 500 uh, rupees a dish. What? Like, you'll eventually meet characters that will you can buy and sell to, and it turns out they like good food. 
So what I would do is I would just go around, uh, you know, make PETA mad at me because I'd murder every animal I'd see, throw that sucker into a pot, cook it up, and then sell it off to the the masses. And you can make a lot of money that way. Huh. Like a, a good hour trip, suddenly you're like 4,000 rupees in. And it's like, it's crazy because like the most money you need like in the early game is probably somewhere around like maybe seven, 800 just to, you know, buy some light stuff. So, you know, knowing that you can, you know, do that is a great thing. Well, that makes me also, happy because don't throw I like dance whenever it does the cooking thing because I really like that. Hell part. yeah. Cook cooking is fun in that game. It is it's really interesting. Fun. Yeah. Because you have sometimes you have no idea. I was like, what the fuck am I going to make? Yeah. And sometimes like, what if I throw this Kisa's eyeball into a stack of meat? And all of a sudden <laughs> they censor it because it's dubious looking food. <laughs> I have had so that happen awful. way too many times already. <laughs> It was so gross, we it's, couldn't show you as an audience. <laughs> <laughs> this is clearly hentai. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I had fun with Breath of the Wild. I hope to like relive a little bit more of the experience with uh, watching you when you stream it. And uh, I think I'm going to call it with that uh, for Breath of the Wild for me this year. We'll see, though. Uh, maybe I'll get the bite again. It's January. I got 11 more months to think about it. Breath of the Wild, too. Is it coming out soon? We're Is hoping they haven't. This year? It, we have they haven't announced it, but then looking at the trailer, it looks like the, its assets are going to be used from Breath of the Wild, so it wouldn't be far fetched to assume that it might so like possibly a Majora's come out Mass this year. Situation. Yeah, because you know Breath of the Wild came out does. in 2017, right? I know it makes an asset yeah. of you and me, but I'm still going to assume. Glenn, are you okay with that? Yeah, I am because I really want to play this game <laughs> as much as possible, and if that means I get to play through the 95% of the game I have left and then jump straight into Breath of the Wild 2, I'm not going to be hurt. Hell yeah! <laughs> like, for me, playing Breath of the Wild and then seeing the trailer for Breath of the Wild 2, it's like, last night, this is a good reference on my end, I saw the Disney movie known as Tangled. Okay. Uh, okay. I got to see you know Rapunzel and all that stuff and I was like, holy shit, Tangled is so fucking good. And my wife looks at me and goes, hey, did you know uh, Rapunzel's actually in Frozen? I'm like, no! <laughs> and she shows me this one and a half second scene where Rapunzel and uh, the other character, I forgot his name, bless him, uh, walks, is walking into the place for the ceremony to happen. It's like just a little cameo. I'm like, oh, oh shit, that's all the Tangled I'm ever going to get. I need more Tangled. I want to see more of Rapunzel's you know, Wild Adventures. I'm pretty sure there's a TV show. What? I'm pretty sure there's a Tangled there... TV show. What? No, no, I'm, don't do I'm this not, I'm not fucking with you. I'm He's pretty like, sure there's a Tangled me. TV show. Nick of the Chess saying play Kingdom Hearts 3 again. Also, I agree. Uh, um, I will look this up for you, but I just saw a, a clip on Twitter. It's my heart um, like this. I just saw a clip on uh, Twitter about a TV show. Um, uh, it's called uh, Rapunzel's Tangled mm-hmm. Adventure. It came out and it started airing in 2017. Um, and oh, it has three seasons. My. Third season premiered in <gasps> October 2019. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Oh my gosh. I, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm so giddy. Look, I... I played the Tangled World in Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm like, wow, this is actually uh, pretty funny. I enjoyed how they did this. I'm like, half the story doesn't make fucking sense, but it's a Kingdom Hearts world, so I guess I should expect that. <laughs> it was like one of the very few worlds where I've never seen the movie before, and I was like, wow, I got a pretty good understanding what the you know the movie is. But then when I watched the movie, it's actually quite different. 
because like in Kingdom Hearts 3, there's a guy being chased by a horse and it's like, okay, uh, Flynn Rider, you know, one of the two uh, main characters is being chased by a horse. Maybe this is just an asshole horse that he happens to have. It's like in the movie, it's like, no, that horse is actually hunting this motherfucker down like a bloodhound. And I didn't know that. And There's it's also characters um, in- the same uh, voice actors for the TV show for at least uh, Rapunzel and uh, Flynn. Nice. Right, so they keep that consistency because usually what they'll do if they take a movie, make it a TV show, they sometimes change the voice actors. That's not the case here. Important question. Yeah, I know you probably don't more, know the right? answers to this. Maybe. Yeah. Is this fucking TV series on Disney Plus? Almost guaranteed. I wouldn't see why it isn't on Disney Plus, um, but it aired on um, the Disney Channel. So. Yeah. It stands to reason dun, dun. that it's that there's a good chance it's on Disney Plus. It has to be on Disney Plus, right? They took it has to half be. of Doug, f- of Doug, a Nickelodeon special, and they took their version where they own Doug and put that on Disney Plus. Like they have to have the Tangled TV series on Disney Plus, right? Tangled series. I Disney would say it would make no sense if they didn't. Plus, I don't want the Mandalorian. Oof, don't you? Yeah, the art style is also different, as uh, Nick in the chat pointed out. It's a little bit more 2D. It's really cool art style. It's like reminiscent of old style cartoons a little bit, and I really like it. It's not 3D Nick like with the, saying yes, though. Um, with the movie, and it makes sense because these are high production things, the movies, so it makes sense that they would right. not have as much budget for the TV shows, but they didn't do a bad job. It's a little different, but it looks good. Okay, good deal. Awesome. Gave me hope. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's talk about video games because we are, in fact, a video game podcast. Uh, I think we went on a tangent there. Just a little bit. Always. Quite a bit. It's what, it's what we're good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what better way to celebrate the fact we do, you know, did a tangent by doing another tangent? <laughs> Yay, tangent. Double tangent. <laughs> so... We uh, pulled together a bunch of random words and stuff that we put together to think what was, you know, what the fuck could we possibly think of when we put these two things together? Because that's the way this works now, apparently. The two words or phrases is keyboards and a game game YouTubers cannot let's play. What have I done? Now, what does that mean, Let's Play? A Let's Play is just, um, um, it's the old school, it's like the, it's how, like, a video game content creation started, it's just a person playing through a video game and then they'll upload that, um, either oh, okay. in its entirety, um, or, um, like, like, no, episodes are like selected clips or like a compilation of me playing, like, Dead Space, right? And then you just upload Got that as a Let's it. Play to YouTube. Uh, PewDiePie oh, okay. is, he's the one who, um, um, with the horror games back Popularized. in the day. Pop, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the word. Like, I wouldn't say bought it to fame, but like, uh, that's his. That's part of why he's so popular. Like, that's how he started. Mm-hmm. Right. He, Along uh, with his commentary, full run through of games with his his beloved commentary. Oh man. Uh, yeah. I miss so. the old days when I could watch him without feeling like a bad person. <laughs> yeah, those were the days. Now you need bleach with every video. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> for your eyeballs keyboards. and your ears, <laughs> <laughs> you listen to him. I just watch. Uh, <laughs> K- 
keyboards and a game YouTubers can't play. So this is like almost like a puzzle. What is yeah. a game that uses a keyboard that YouTubers can't play? Fortnite. Wait, wait. I think do they have to? Okay, I'll tell you why. Um, I'll yeah. tell you. I'll tell you, you why. Um, yes. Recently, part of some updates, um, the aim assist on controller has become so high that it's detrimental for you to play a third-person shooter such as Fortnite on a keyboard. It has seen, because of some of these changes, we have seen certain popular Twitch streamers who played for on keyboard and mouse almost exclusively for years switch over to a controller. What? Yep. Because I'm going to tell you right now, in Modern Warfare, if you get stuck in a game with a bunch of keyboard players, you're fucked. Like, yep. Like... What? What? That? I mean, that's crazy. the way it used to be. You know, everybody said, "Hey, you know, mouse and keyboard—that makes you the superior player because you got ah. the preci- uh, precision and all that stuff." It's but not even just about precision; it's also about speed. movement speed, like turning mm-hmm. around and how you can do things. You've just—it's just precision to like everything. But with the aim assist and how aiming and like bullet pads work, and like when you shoot a gun in Fortnite, um, it's all bloom. So whether you're on uh, when you're on PC. Um, when any time you pull that trigger, um, there's a cone from the tip of your gun going outwards around where your bullet can go, right? Uh, that uh, mechanic is called bloom, right? So it's not oh, always okay. going to go where you're aiming. It's, but a, on it's PC, a range. Uh, so yeah. With, yeah, with the controller, um, the aim assist is so high that you're never not going to hit your shot sometimes. Like oh. body hmm. shots will sometimes turn into headshots. Oh, that's dubious at best. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I didn't have anything that what I thought I would thought would fit into that slot, and I un I seriously agree with you. I don't know how to say that. That sounds fucking terrible, and also sounds like it fits perfectly into our randomness today. Yeah, it's been a it's been a problem for a while. Um, I I used to play a lot of Fortnite because I like shooters, and I up to a certain we point. We like Fortnite. We like Fortnite. Shut the fuck up. Up to a certain point, (laughs) Fortnite was a lot of fun. (laughs) And then shit started changing, and then they just just dropped the ball. Epic. They're great at marketing. Their marketing side of Fortnite is fucking fantastic. Phenomenal with the way they've grown things and how they're doing things. But just the game balancing itself, ugh. And so now with it being detrimental for you to be a PC player. um, Not that, again, I'm not against people playing on controller or PC. Uh, or like controller or keyboard. It's just with so he how, says. No, with how heavily skewed it is against, uh, like okay, giving them some advantage, sure. But when your fucking body shots are turning into headshots, yeah, um, you that's know? odd job all over again, man. So <laughs> you speaking of uh, a Fortnite immediately made me tune out. Sorry, uh, that's fine. I don't blame you. No, it, it's I tune out halfway though, through that. If, if you think about it, like, uh, let's say you're trying to be sneaky in some shape or form in Fortnite. On the controller, if you want to move, you can, like, move the Joy-Con stick just a little bit and you'll, like, you know, sneak over. You can't really do that with uh, a key and a keyboard, you know? Um, I don't know. Like, there are a lot of games that have, um, like, a keybind where if you hold it and you move, you'll walk. So I don't know if that exists on Fortnite. But no, I That's agree. That's true. There. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah, there is a variable based on uh, how much your uh, variable modulation with movement uh, for controllers for most games now. So let's say hypothetically, of course, very hypothetically, I played with somebody that uh, has a uh, employment with the company called Riot, uh, the person in tra- uh, you know company in charge of League of Legends. Uh, they got a little upset 
Not with me, thankfully. Not this time, anyways, because you know how I can be you know, during League of Legends. Fuck! Why didn't you support me harder? <laughs> uh, with a certain champion, because it didn't provide the appropriate amount of keybinding. Uh, there's one champion that has a different way of uh, how things work with the keyboards that uh, made it hard to play. Uh, Glenn, you would know this character known as Aphelios. Oh, yeah, he's a butt. And it turns out, uh, with like the different mechanics on how to do stuff, uh, some reason it was acting with the keyboard, and it caused a lot of difficulty. And apparently, Riot has like a good solid bragging point where it's like, we want to make sure the champions are available to everybody, even people with uh, certain limitations of their hands and whatnot. And I, if I understand this correctly, this uh, employee tries to make sure that everybody is playable by these people by trying to play with uh, like one hand or without the mouse or whatnot. Oh. And so, apparently, Aphelios, without heavy customization or modding, can't be played on just the keyboard. And that apparently is frustrating. Oh. So, I'll just want to, you know, point that out. Hmm. Fix Aphelios, make it accessible. The more there's you that, know. there's um, games like um, the Dark Souls series that are just mm. nightmares to play on a keyboard because of how many... I honestly, it's just... The fighting system was made for a controller, and it doesn't map out well onto a keyboard with the dodging, with the blocking, with all the different items you can use. The same thing is for Monster Hunter World, um, because you can you imagine doing a, a fighting game with just just the keyboard? That's true too. Like I know a lot of people either prefer a controller or they get their own like fighting pad uh, with the joystick right, and the stuff. Fighting board. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's though. true, too. Um, the only other thing that I can think of uh, might be racing games, but I found that racing games are too easy <laughs> with the keyboard. Yes. Oh, with exclusively uh, a keyboard. Yeah. Like, I was uh, initially against it, but once I learned how to get used to it and Burnout Paradise specifically, I was okay with it. I was like, this is fine with me. I can work with this. Yeah, because uh, with out, the yeah. racing games, is just... Um, Driving forward, reverse, uh, left to right, brake, nitro. Those are like the core. And it, and so you have like five or spread. six keys. Yeah, so key it's really not that good. bad. Yeah. And if, like, let's say you got a, like a sharp turn with the keyboard specifically, uh, I'm going to get shot down by this immediately by Nick in the chat as our racing simulator expert. But, like, if you try to do a sharp turn, you got to, like, perfectly angle, like, how much on the joystick that you want to, you know, turn or whatnot. But on the keyboard, you can just really feather the button to see how much you want to turn. You can't really, like, keep flicking on the joystick. Yeah. And so, I like, for me, I can just, you know, tap A if I want to, you know, hard left on the, the tap thing. Tap it in. But to a certain... What's up? <laughs> tap it in. It was a Happy Gilmore reference. Tap, tap, tibbity, oh, tap, 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 tap. <laughs> Sorry. It's all uh, I'm trying to think of a game. What is the game? Let's say without a keyboard. What is a, a game YouTubers can let's play that doesn't have a keyboard at all on a PC that doesn't use a controller? What is a mouse only game YouTubers can play? A mouse only game? Yeah. So, so my first thought is like maybe Bejeweled, maybe <laughs> point and click yeah. adventures. Um, I'm trying to. Oh, okay, I'm hurting everybody here with this. I'm sorry. My brain! Um, oh, it is. Um, um, Fuck, uh... Civiliz Civilization's one. Yeah, you could do, like, a lot of RTSs because a lot of them support um, when you drag your mouse to the corners, the camera will move accordingly. Um, 
Could you do Monopoly. MOBAs? No, you couldn't do MOBAs because you have to use your uh, <gasps> buttons because you can't... Like, for example, you can't click on the... Uh, you could do that. Yep. Um, golf with your friends. True. You just, True. Need, you just need a mouse. You can do Monopoly the video yeah, game. Uh, Monopoly, Uno. Oh, God. Who can play... Like, Nobody can really play Uno. That devil's game. <laughs> I'm with wow, you there, brother. Uh, two out of the three. Yep. Okay. I am in the, in the minority thinking that that's one of the best card games of all time. Uh... Colony managers, yep. Like prison architect. Wait, is that a game? No, like prison okay, architect, okay. Rim World. Um, because those games, FCS. to my extent, uh, yeah, they just support again. You know, dragging your mouse sorry. to the edge of the camera. Um, uh, the screen will move the camera, and then all of the uh, menus are clickable on the screen. Brandon and I, I, I can't detail the reason why because it sounds suspicious. It's all fuck. Brandon has shown to me that he could play World of Warcraft with just the mouse, assigning all his spells and stuff to one button for his thumb, which is uh, pretty crazy to think about. What he's doing with his left hand while he's looking all the, at all those night elves is, you know, left to the imagination. <laughs> I know, I know, a, I know a streamer, which is funny, and I think somebody might do this. I know a streamer who, when he's streaming something, he'll have World of Warcraft just grinding out XP on the side uh, because he's got a two PC setup. So on his one PC, he's playing one game, and on the other, he's playing something else. And then he's just like, every anytime he dies or something, or in between breaks, he's just doing like fucking clicking, farming, whatever. So that kind of makes sense. I can see that being a thing, huh? Oh, man. They have more skill than me. I have to use my, my keyboard when I'm playing that game. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine, obviously, they're not going into heavy combat situations or anything, but... Or, like, raids. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't have as much to give on this, guys. I'm not as knowledgeable about, like, games in general, since, like, we've talked about I'm pretty new to the PC game world, so, like... Which which games would fit into this category is not something that I'm very good at coming up with. But I have a mustache. Huh. Alright. Then, uh, honestly, I think we had fun with that. We had a hell of an episode talking about the stuff we uh, talked about this week. We had a lot to talk about Breath of the Wild. We had, you know, just one of the shit talk uh, keyboards and stuff. Uh, <sighs> we, we did have a topic of the show, but we took, legit, we took almost two hours having fun talking about the stuff we played. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we can we can delay that, that topic of the show. That was still video game stuff, so oh, at least it was video Nick game is, based. Yeah, it was totally video game based. Yeah. Uh, the reason why there was hesitation there is that we're at the two-hour mark and we haven't hit our topic of the show. Whoops, we are passionate about our video games and the weather. And uh, I think and we should Witcher, uh, call it with that then. And also a bunch and of the other Witcher. things. Yeah. yeah, I think that was a good show with that then. Yeah. Uh, Nick, with your specialty uh, being the game releases, could you take this one for me? Of course. So, coming out uh, this week, we only got a few games for you. Um, starting with Oddworld, Stranger's Wrath HD, which is a remaster that's coming out on the Switch January 23rd. Um, this is an EA game that originally came out in 2005. Um, so, there's an HD remaster that's coming out for the Switch. Um, it, it's so weird because I have heard so much about Oddworld games. Never touched one. Have you guys uh, played an Oddworld game? Before? No. Definitely I not. don't even know what they're like. I just remember one of the guys looks like Jack Skellington. Um, yeah, the upgraded, <laughs> like the HD remasters came out, started coming out from 2010 for PC and PlayStation 3. Um, and then it, like it's gone to Xbox and 
the PS Vita and then the Wii. Um, and there was also a mobile build for the Android and iOS. And now we're getting a Switch version. Um, so that comes out on the 23rd of Jan. Uh, then we've got The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. January 23rd coming out for the PC. It's a VR action adventure game based in the Walking Dead universe. Ooh. Um, Do you I think you could handle uh, looking at a zombie in VR? If it's coming at you? <laughs> mm-hmm. like, um, mm-hmm. It really depends on the context, honestly. Uh, I really don't like horror games, but if I'm in an act, if I'm in a setting... I just I just don't fucking like jump scares. It's not it's not about the visuals. It's purely about like how the gameplay is. How does is it there gonna be jump it? scares and shit? Yeah, like fuck that. But if yeah. like if I'm in a horror like if I'm in a if I'm in a world where like there's flesh and like doom, I, that doesn't scare me. That like it's not the aesthetic of it. It's the it's how it's yeah. As Glenn said, it's how it's presented. I want to play yeah, like Arizona Sunshine is apparently really good, but it's not jump scary. You know, so. Nick, you're typically a, you know, maybe emotional once the uh, topic becomes passionate, but you're usually a very chill person. So it throws me off so much that the horror games freak you out as much as it does. Uh, I don't like, like horror. The as, a ge- as, as a genre, I do not like horror. I really don't. And then people are always like, yo, you should come watch this movie with me. Oh, you should play this game. Oh, you should watch this TV show. It's scary. I'm like, no. What? Why do you want to scare yourselves? I don't want to. <laughs> you do that. I don't no, like this extra cortisol and adrenaline. Please, uh, thank you. I I personally think you are in the majority of this. Like most people don't like roller coasters, as it turns out. Okay, they think no, it's dangerous. Okay. They might think it's scary. No, but then but it's thrilling. But most people that I've met or in my life, they love horror. My sister, my mom. Like it, weirdly enough, it's all the women in my life. And I don't understand why. Well, maybe they see a lot scarier things on a daily basis, so horror stuff is really not that bad for them, um, which is a sad reality also. Anyways, before we get too serious, it's just, I I just don't like horror. Th- I don't like jump scares. I don't like horror movies. My rule, if somebody wants to go watch a horror movie, is you have to buy me food, buy me the ticket, buy me a drink. Nobody okay, takes me up on that I'm offer. listening. Really? You made a mistake, my friend. <laughs> you take me up on that <laughs> offer, I'll sit there, be terrified, and I'll sit there through it, but I'm not paying for it, but I want to be fed, and I want to be, you know, like, boozed up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> At least a little bit, that way it's like, hey, if I am frightened, I'll forget about it in the morning. Kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so, moving on from that, um, the last game that we have coming out this week is <sighs> Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind january 24th ps4 with a delayed release for the xbox coming out on the 25th of february um this is i'm surprised it's not kingdom hearts 3.5 cmq crew (laughs) you mean january 25th uh no xbox one is coming out on the 25th of feb oh no you're you're right so if i want to play this uh because you know this dlc is surely fit for my birthday i can play it on the xbox one instead cool if you want to know yeah Um, if i wanted and so that's it for games coming out this week. Um, still a little slow. We're going to pick... Uh, hopefully things get uh, pick up soon. Um, but we're going to move on to this day in gaming. January 20th. <laughs> um, and <laughs> there's fucking nothing again. Now, I don't know if I fucking just... Fucking nothing. I just couldn't find anything, but there really wasn't anything. There was one thing of note. Um, let me see if I could find Good, it. Good, because I have no idea. <laughs> like, I was like, Cool. Street Slam for the Neo Geo CD in the United States, 1995. No one has any idea unless you're like old school cool. <laughs> Yo, what about what, goat, what about goat punks? 
Goat nah. punk. Goat, <laughs> goat <laughs> punks. Um, <laughs> how about uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2? Hey, there you go. It's Baldur's Gate. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. good one. Came yeah. out, I mean, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2. I'd never played it, but, you know, people came love out to, Baldur's yeah, Gate. came out in 2004. Um, this is set in... Um, it's set in the Forgotten Realms. This is a and d game. Um, yes, it is. It's, it's that style of game, at the very least. Um, there's, as, as my dog growls at me. Yeah, so Baldur's Gate uh, Dark Alliance 2 came out in 2004, so 16 years ago. Um, happy birthday for the PlayStation 2 and Xbox. In the same year, January 20th, 2004, Nintendo announced the Nintendo DS. The first Nintendo DS announced. It didn't come out, uh, but still noteworthy. They, they announced it like, hey, this is a thing. Uh, two screens. And, and then, thus, Nintendo did bullshit. And then in 2005, January 20th, uh, Vicarious Visions was acquired by Activision, um, thus beginning Activision's infectation, infection of the world. Um, Vicarious Visions have done some amazing things. Uh, they yes, did, they have. Um, they did the port for Destiny 2. They did Crash Team Racing, the remaster. They did the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Um, they did a bunch of the Call of Duties. Uh, they did Skylanders, uh, Band Hero, Guitar Hero, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. Um, they did a lot of things. They did the third Spider-Man Shrek game. Shrek the Third! Shrek uh, the Third! They did the Kung Fu Panda game. They did the 007 Quantum of Solace game. So, um, that's Vicarious Visions. They are fantastic when it comes to PC ports because Destiny 2 feels fucking great beyond the balancing, questionable balancing choices of Bungie, but that's a different thing. Um, yeah, but that's, that's honestly, that's really it for this day in gaming. There really wasn't anything super great. Medal of, of Honor came game. out. Medal, Medal of, of Honor. Honor Allied Assault. Which one? Who's Al- to say? Take Allied your pick. Assault. Yeah. And that's one that I recognized. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Hit us. What year? What, let's celebrate the birthday then. So it's 18 years old. 18 years it's old. It's an adult. Happy, happy birthday, Medal of Honor Allied Assault. Um, yeah, that didn't. St- I never played any of the Medal of Honor, so that's why that didn't stick out. Um, it's also, it's also one of those things where it's not a name you hear currently, so it's not something that pinged any like flags. Um, but yeah, no, that's also important. Happy 18th birthday. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nick, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Instagram at lr11. You can also find me on Twitter at lr the eleventh. Um, Len, okay. I don't know what ha- I, I. Glenn. Yo, what's up? Is wearing a. Glenn is wearing a helmet. Like, he's holding up to him like this is World War II. Tell me the coordinates for the bombing. We need an artillery strike now. We'll fire Glenn, it where, off, where champ. Can we f- <laughs> where, where, where can we find you, trooper? Oh, where you can find me? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Glenn Houston. Glenn with two N's. Houston looks like Huston. Um, oh, sorry. My microphone was away from my face. There we go. Uh, I thought I was free of this curse. But that's it. Also on Twitch at Razeth. How do you spell that, sir? R-A-E-Z-E-T-H. Echo Copy. one niner niner. R-A-E-Z-E-T-H what? That's it. You have no respect to your commanding officer over there. Sir, yes, sir. Anyways, uh, you can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler, all letters, one word, and uh, <laughs> Glenn's having a, a little too much fun with his beautiful mustache and helmet. Uh, you can also find our Twitter, the Casual Master Quest, uh, set up at CMQ Network. Uh, you can also email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com, or you can check us out on you know Instagram and Facebook at Casual Master Quest. 
We have a D&D podcast. Holy shit. Yes, we do. And we also and have a Discord. it's getting fucking spicy. Casual Quest it's Masters. It's getting... Casual Quest Masters is getting spicy as shit. What the fuck is going on over there? We have... What was it? The Face Melter. The Ball Buster. And... I don't think they said anything for you because you didn't... Did you introduce yourself? Did you have a name for yourself as full? The Kidnapped. Okay. And <laughs> I also... <laughs> I No, I think they were just chanting and then I just busted out. And then I just introduced you guys. Yeah. Mm, the Nightwalker. You can also ha- uh, check out our Discord. We do have a killer Discord going on right now. People are actually starting to join. We're having a good time with the, doing a, a couple updates that Nick has to review over because uh, I did the wild things without asking, and I'm in trouble. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Glenn is locking in. He's ready for battle, so let's wrap this up. That was Glenn. That was Nick. This is Tyler. And that was episode number 83. Thank you guys very much for listening to Casual Master Quest, and we will see you next time. But don't forget, they never stop the grind. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye-bye. I'll miss you. (laughs) I'll miss you, too. The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelry's Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelry's Music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0. I'll miss you so fucking much, man. You know how much I miss you? You know what? Next it's time I want to get, when you say never stop the grind, I want to get like beans and get a burr grinder and then just start grinding it away. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I thought you were gonna talk like a a, a sand grinder suddenly just <laughs> just blast. Nick, the what audio are you right doing? Oh, I'm just grinding. You told me to never forget every day I'm shuffling. <laughs>